Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Beyond the Iron podcast. I'm your host, Rusty Dunn, privileged to be able to introduce you to and have conversations with interesting, really smart people from all corners and connections to Caterpillar. Today is no exception. I'm so uh, glad to be able to introduce to you Billy Frank, who is the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Caterpillar Remanufacturing, including on Highway Truck, which we're going to get into it's interesting, Billy, you and I have, I don't think we've ever met directly. Of course, the last couple of years, we've had a lot of virtual meetings, but great to be sitting with you here face to face. Likewise, in, in real high definition, as we call it. Absolutely. And before we get into Caterpillar, I mean, and you, you are a Caterpillar veteran, uh, and I know your, your first job out of college was not with Caterpillar. We'll get to that in a second, but it's funny, doing a little research in your personal history. Born and raised in a small town in Louisiana, one, first job at seven years of age. So that obviously begs the question, what was the first job you had? Yeah, yeah, uh, that brings me back. Uh, my first job was picking up trash at a local nightclub. So I made $2 on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings that pick up trash. And uh, let's just say when the, uh, when the ice cream truck rolled around, uh, I got whatever I wanted. <laughs> that is starting off with some serious work early. That is interesting. And, and everything after that kind of comes easy. When you think you're starting off picking trash up for the, at a nightclub, wow, that sets the tone, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the beauty of small-town Louisiana is it's, it's a community, and, uh, and so if you, if you show promise, they take care of you. So that community uh, makes sure I was taken care of. Well, you didn't come, when you came out of, well, where'd you graduate from? Where'd you go to college? Yeah, so I went to college at uh, Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, you know, civil engineering. Uh, and if you ask me uh, as a kid, one, would I go to college? I would have said, I don't know. Two, if I went to college where I majored in engineering, I said, I don't know. But, you know, I had people in my life that steered me in that direction and ended up like, you know, again, talking with a few folks before I had a chance to meet you and sit down for this conversation. Here's what I hear. Great communicator, dynamic leader, somebody, somebody who is, is ultra-focused, knows what he wants what, and what he wants for the organization, what you need to do. Did you have an idea in college, well, I really want to work for Cat, or you had no idea, Caterpillar, you had no idea. And in fact, you didn't hire in Caterpillar right out of college. I, I intentionally avoided Caterpillar really uh, out of college. So uh, I'm born and raised to a Peorian. Uh, so my wife is uh, born and raised in Peoria. Her dad uh, worked for Caterpillar. So I intentionally avoided Caterpillar. I wanted us to, when I knew she would be the one I married, I wanted us to go off somewhere else and start our own life, our own family traditions, and not be close to my family and not be close to hers. Uh, so my first job out of college was with Boeing Commercial Airplane Group wow. as a structural design engineer. And uh, after a few years of doing that, I realized that uh, I had a thirst, I had a desire to get into the revenue shirt, to, to, to be a revenue creator versus a revenue consumer. Uh, and at Caterpillar, and uh, put engineers all over the company. Uh, I got a chance to get to know Caterpillar from the outside looking in, Thanksgiving dinners, Christmas, and all of these different days. And so uh, I heard, I would talk to all of my dad, my father-in-law's friends, and um, folks in the community that I could never find anything banned or anything that would discourage me to, to, to look at Cat as a career opportunity. Well, Billy, it's clear that 
you could run, but you couldn't hide. <laughs> and, and, and here we are. <laughs> and we're going to talk about, you know, your first job as a marketing sales rep for on-highway trucks. And, and let me mention, I mean, and this is interesting, sort of a perception out there that Caterpillar left the truck business, but uh, that's, that's not true. And I'll let you take us through a little bit of the history, but I want to talk about, you know, who are the truck customers? Why are they so special? How does Cat Reman and all highway truck work together and how uh, Cat Reman plays a role in the truck industry today? So, uh, but let's start with the, the, you know, the idea that, uh, not the idea, the fact that in 2009, we, Caterpillar discontinued manufacturing new engines. That, that, that is true, but we didn't get out of the truck business. But I'll let you kind of speak to the history there a little bit, but um, there's a perception out there maybe. Yeah, yeah. It is, uh, you know, Caterpillar has a long uh, and rich history in the Owen Highway uh, market. And uh, it, that dates back uh, into the 60s. Uh, in fact, uh, Caterpillar introduced uh, our, our one of the first truck engines uh, uh, early on and uh, even before the 60s uh, into market. But uh, we formally uh, entered the market in the 60s uh, uh, and... Uh, and grew to be the number one engine manufacturer into the market oh. after uh, after a long time. And and that market, if you're not familiar with the on highway truck engine market, it is the lifeblood of you know our economy. Of uh, you know, it's the reason why I can eat an orange and not have to grow up next to an orange. That's, is it? That's right. Yeah, everything that we buy. Uh, it used to be about 95% of what we will be consuming spent some time on the truck. Yeah, those things in the grocery store got there somehow. Yeah. Trucks. Exactly. So we think about Amazon. We think about all of these, you know, next day uh, shipments. Uh, a lot of times uh, we're able to do that and accomplish that because somebody's in a truck uh, driving while we're sleeping uh, to get product from point A to point B for us. And when we, you know, thread in the remanufacturing story to this, uh, your folks sent some great details on 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 highway trucks. I mean, average age of engines on the road today, twenty one years old on average, and we've got over a million cat powered engines out there still on the road today. Yes. Yes, uh, it's it's a testament to longevity of the product that we design. That uh, one product can last that long, uh, and. Uh, we joke and we say if the product was old enough, they could walk into the grocery store and buy an adult beverage. Uh, it's it's that old, and uh, uh, but again, it's a testament to the design, but it's also a testament to the customers that have fiercely remained loyal to that engine and have rebuilt it and rebuilt it and rebuilt it over and over again, as compared to buy versus buying a new truck with a new it newer engine. Speak to the the, the the reman piece of this and uh, how reman and the on highway truck business um, works together, links together here. You know, speaking to the parts that serve support um, and our customers who are out there. Yeah, no, uh, it, it it really it's really largely driven by the customer. So customer uh, in the on highway space, uh, not that. Other spaces, they may not as be cost conscious, but in the on-highway space, uh, I learned very early on that drivers are really conscious of their overall cost. They're measuring fuel economy. 
on a mile by mile basis or a day by day basis. Uh, they're really conscious of, you know, when it's time to execute a repair, how, how can I get the most value out of a repair for the least amount of money? And that's where remand comes into play. Remand on average, uh, is it can, is about 60% the price of new. And that valuing prop has really been attractive for on highway truck customers that are managing uh, their costs on a day by day, day by day, week by week basis. Because these are individual owner operators that that's their business. If if that truck doesn't move, they all make lining up. So uh, very early on, Reman became a great option for Caterpillar and for Caterpillar customers in the old highway space. About ninety. Well over ninety percent of what we sell uh, into the market uh, from a utilization standpoint is is Caterpillar manufactured product, uh, and our customers continue to buy it because it continues to deliver. Call it the brand promise or value to them. So, it, and that might partly answer the question I was going to ask in terms of how you maintain our part sales in an industry. Uh, where we are not selling any new products. Yeah, yeah, we have we have maintained, uh, one, our customers are efficiently loyal. Uh, every time I run into a customer, uh, they remind me of why they buy a cat and why they still have their cat in the gym. Uh, and, it, and it brings with them a sense of pride. Uh, we've got customers that have had multiple edges that have reached a uh, million plus miles, uh, some more than once, uh, and that, that brings with them a sense of pride uh, as well. But they are also, they want to know that when that engine has a problem, which it is a mechanical product, inevitably you're going to need a shop. That's why, you know, there are several shops that are out there. But wait, when you need a part, they want to know that it's going to be there. And when they put it on that engine, that it's going to work. And customers continue to tell me and tell us that when it's a Caterpillar product or a Caterpillar root manufactured product, their confidence level goes up and, and they get what they expect. And you, you've got a fully dedicated team of what we call ASRs, aftermarket sales reps in place to support um, Caterpillar and our, our uh, parts and service folks at the dealership for our, our customers. Um, I assume they're, they're staying busy. I mean, we, we're, you've been exceeding expectations. Things have been going, um, well. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm pretty proud to, uh, to still be associated with the business, but pretty proud to be a part of the team. Uh, we launched a new strategy a couple of years ago that really looked at our place in the market and said, Hey, what can we do differently? to kind of create value for our customers. And one of the things that we decided, we introduced new product. Uh, as a as a salesman myself, there's nothing better uh, than having something new to sell or having a new story to tell to a customer. So we introduced some new product uh, into the market. We introduced remanufactured engines with new content, uh, which means it's a remanufactured engine, but it's guaranteed that you're going to have a new block, a new head, and a new crank. And those are the critical core components of an engine that allows you to get multiple lives out of it. So it's been real, you know, introducing components like that have been really attractive to our customers and our customers have viewed that as, you know, oh, wait a sec, Caterpillar is, is still here. And, and I often remind them, we never left, but the fact that we're selling new type of products into the industry demonstrates 
that, hey, we're still committed to giving them value. What are those customer interactions like, Billy, or, you know, an owner-operator? I bet they're not shy. One, I mean, you, you, learn, you learn a lot from them. Let, let's just say uh, uh, there's an old saying, uh, people buy from people. And, uh, and there, I have some tremendous relationships with customers in the old highway space. And there's a tremendous amount of diversity with those customers, uh, both from a look, from a feel, and from an experience standpoint. Uh, I have met customers that have embraced me, invited me into their home, and I've met customers that have embraced me and invited me to the parking lot. You know, <laughs> yeah. But each one of those situations brought with it you know, human-to-human interaction, and, and two individuals that are committed to the same thing, which is how can we resolve a problem or solve a need, uh, figured it out. And, and we've always been able to do that for our customers. Well, it, it reminds me, I, I always, I love passing trucks once in a while out there and you'll see a, a you'll see a cat engines, uh, sticker on there or a, or a plate. And you're, it just reminds me of that fierce pride and that loyalty they have to, to the brand. I want to ask you too, Billy, about you know, something we speak to a, a lot here uh, internally and externally, sustainability and the sustainability impact of cat reman engines. That's that's kind of an important part of the conversation here too, isn't it? Oh, it's an absolutely important part. From a reman perspective, we like to consider ourselves focused on really three things. We we want to want align, grow, sustain. And so we want to drive strong alignment with, with our industry groups, uh, that are, you know, out on a day-to-day basis, delivering service growth, services growth. We want to be the f- part of the, the fuel that delivers services growth of the enterprise because we get a chance to touch all of our industries, uh, within Caterpillar. Uh, and then additionally, from a sustainability standpoint, you know, a big part of our value prop for Remand is a remanufactured product eliminates the need for, you know, some things to be lined, some things to be transported, some things to be processed uh, from raw materials through to a finished state. And all of those things that are eliminated uh, creates less uh, carbon, creates less um, environmental impact. So it plays right into Caterpillar's overall sustainability approach and focus. Excellent. Um, uh, it, it's it's interesting, uh, and I'm sure you've got a, an elevator speech out there. Um, but what do you want people to remember or to always keep in mind about cat on highway truck engines, no matter who you're talking to out there? Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, one great question, and. Uh, you know, for, for us, uh, the biggest thing we want, uh, want our customers to know and, and really uh, even our, our business partners and uh, coworkers is that we're still in the business and we're still committed to delivering our brand promise for product that was purchased decades ago. Uh, we're still committed to making sure that, uh, that I can walk into the grocery store buying an orange and not see a that's the orange street uh, with, with our yeah. customers uh, on, a, on, a, on a daily or weekly basis, if I want to. And we never left. I mean, while we exited uh, the business from a direct sales standpoint, we never left uh, supporting our customers and delivering our brand promise. That's, that's excellent. Billy, and as we kind of wrap it up here, I'm always interested with our leaders uh, to ask what, you know, 
over the, especially over the last couple of years, which has been tough. And it has been, a, you know, obviously in a virtual setting for the obvious reasons. But uh, what have you learned about leadership and what's your approach um, with, with your organization and, and going forward? Um, communication, I assume, has to be a big piece of that. That's, I've heard that consistently. No, you. no you, you're absolutely right, uh, especially in a virtual environment, especially where you don't get a chance to kind of sit across the table from, from everyone. Uh, you have to make time to communicate that you care. And when you communicate that you care, uh, both about the individual, but also about the results that we're trying to deliver, you can have a balance between those two things. So one of the things that uh, I've tried to champion with, with my team and my organization particularly over this past uh, year is, hey, let's commit to keeping the main thing the main thing. And what that means is today the main thing may be work and we have to give it our focus, give it our attention, give it everything that we've got. But work can't be the main thing every day. So make health the main thing, make family the main thing, make you know downtime the main thing when it's appropriate. Uh, so that when it's time for work to be the main thing, we can give it all that it needs. Well said. Well, Billy, a, a, a pleasure to meet you and best of luck to you and the team uh, going forward. And great to actually be able to sit down and speak to you right across the table, literally here. Like, and, <laughs> and remind me that unless, I, unless you live in Florida, the next time I grab that orange from the grocery store, I'm going to appreciate it a little more how it got there. Absolutely. Billy Frank, uh, our VP of Sales and Marketing for Remanufacturing, including the On Highway Truck uh, uh, Group. We thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. And thanks to all of our listeners to our Beyond the Iron podcast. We always appreciate you being here and taking time. More podcasts to come. In the meantime, stay safe in everything you do. We'll see you soon.